is episode 466 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, May 2nd, 2018. I'm your host, Marcus Nez, and today I'll be talking about some Masters of Anima, some more PlayStation VR nonsense, and I think that, that, that's about it. I want to just take a, a little side road here because... Moments before I started recording, my PlayStation 3 turned on just by itself. I don't know why. I turned it on a few days ago, and I think I might have turned on some kind of like, hey, auto update, whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. And it just turned on, and I turned off my fan for the recording and all that, and everything else is very quiet. And then I was like, what is that loud noise? And I looked down, and my PlayStation 3 was on. And I forgot how loud that thing is. That thing... and. I think it might have gotten a, a bit better with the newer models, but I still have an original 60 gigabyte one with the full backwards compatibility, which was a, a big thing for me, very important. And it's just, it's, it's very, very loud. It's probably the loudest thing. Well, my, not dehumidifier, my whatever the hell that thing is that sucks up some dust on the full setting is louder, but man, that PlayStation 3 was loud. Anyway, nobody cares about that. Masters of Anima. People, some people may care about that. So, Masters of Anima is a action adventure game where you are playing I forget what your name is. It's not really important, uh, but you're playing this guy who can summon guardians. And they're guardians who uh, there are ones that have swords and shields, there are archers and then there are later on these ones that can suck up anima which you use which is this magical source that you use to summon these uh various guardians and also you can power them up uh and you are tasked with basically saving the world because this guy this bad guy who wears a dark hoodie and has an amazing beard it's all black with some gray on the sides and it looks great and i was like I want to be that guy. I saw him and I'm like, I like him. He's got a good beard. I like a little gray in the beard. I wish there would be some gray in my beard. I, you know. So I just, I want to be the bad guy. He's someone I look up to. The, the guy I'm playing as is just like a guy brush throughput with a little idiot imbecile who is just so happens to be apt at a lot of things and is going to save the world despite not really even caring. His fiance, I guess, was the supreme person in this in this world uh, of summoning the supreme summoner uh, something along those lines and she is dealt with very easily by the bad guy and so you have to go save her because he turned her into fairy dust and put her into all these different things or whatever because she's super powerful but you know you're just nothing and you don't even care about it you just kind of ease your way through the test to become one of these people these special summoners and there's an old dude who's like hobbling around all the time but then he hurries he scurries away and he gets to places real quick and you're like how'd you get here he doesn't care none of this is important because the story is somewhat ridiculous not that well written and just not all that interesting or special or unique that said the voice acting i think is pretty good I had no problem with the voice acting I've heard up to this point. 
and it just sucks that it, the story isn't as engaging or as interesting as I would like. I'm through about four missions, and it's it's all right. So the the base mechanic is it's it's like a hack and slash where you can swipe your little staff at enemies and do some damage, but your real main combative element uh, abilities are summoning these guardians and using them to defeat the golems, which seem to be the only types of enemies. They they vary in shape and size and abilities, but you're only fighting uh, against golems. Because the, the big bad in this story, I believe, is the volcano, which hates people for some reason or something, or people disrespected the volcano, so it's like, I'm going to spew fire at you, I'm going to spit it out, and then it's, you know, it's going to harden, and then that's going to be what the golems come from. And then the golems come and attack, and then you like, hey, no golem, no, bad golem, go away. I smash you, and you smash them with your guardians. So you have the sword and shield ones, which are good at upfront and taking damage and distracting the golems, while your more powerful guardians, like the archers, who can deal a lot of damage, but of course... They're not that strong. They're they're very weak, and if they get hit once, pretty much they're going to be dead. Um, so you want to distract golems with a few of those sword and shield guardians, and maybe the sword and shield ones are the only ones that are called guardians, and they're they're called something else. But I just feel like they're all called guardians. But you distract them with that. You can put the archers in grass. You can put any of the guardians in grass actually, and it it'll increase their defense. But it's good to put the archers there because they need defense. And then you just put them in there, let them fire from distance. You have the ones that I can't remember their name, but they're these like elemental-looking beings. And they're when they're introduced, the gameplay changes up a bit because they're incredibly strong, despite not being very offensive in a way. What they can do is when you summon them, and you can only summon those in two, you can summon the other ones in four, and... You can eventually have as many as a hundred little minions, little guardians. Um, but those ones, the elemental ones, they can suck anima out of golems, and that's important because when you're in these battles, you might be running out of anima, and then once you're out, you can't summon any more if they get defeated, and you're going to have to try and defeat a golem all by yourself, which it's not going to be easy to do that. Uh, almost impossible. Not impossible. Nothing's impossible. But it's going to be much more challenging. So those are great. And then you can do a battle cry near any one of the Guardians, and they'll do different things. So the Sword and Shield ones, I think they do like a Shield Bash or something. The Archers do this like super-powered explosive arrows. And you can, before leveling up, you can uh, boost up to eight Guardians at a time with one battle cry. And then the Elemental ones, another great thing about them, in, in addition to being able to supply you with anima if you do the battle cry around them they'll heal you which is important because if you take maybe five direct hits you're probably dead uh before leveling up your health or anything like that um and yeah i the thing about the game is and you when you're playing the game you'll collect xp that allows you to purchase new skills and you will find runes which can increase the I think that increases the number of guardians you can summon you can also increase that in your skills and then you find these other blocks of something or other that increases your base health um, 
the thing about the game is I like it. It's got a very nice, colorful art style, which I really appreciate, and it's nice to look at. It runs well, and I'm playing on Xbox One. I got a code for that, um, but the thing that I find problematic about the game is that it doesn't ease you into it. It gets pretty difficult very quickly. And that might not be a problem for some, but I feel like there's a good chance that somebody could go into the game. They they might like the idea of this hack and slash mixed with a Pikmin or, you know, like the Overlord games where you're summoning all these things and then you're, you're using them to attack uh, the enemies. But it gets surprisingly challenging very quickly. And I was taken aback by that because I was expecting it to kind of ease me into it and let me feel like a badass in the beginning and then maybe ease the difficulty up or something or other but it, it just is like nope this is going to be difficult you have to figure out how to best use these guardians the best right is to use them you have to manage them as well as you can you create minions by holding rt the the right trigger and pressing a you destroy minions uh, the guardians by pressing right trigger and b you can hold a to send an entire group to a location or, or to attack an enemy you hold B to uh, bring them all back to you, or you just press one of those buttons to send individual uh, guardians. And it just becomes this really tedious thing where I, I feel like I'd be much more inclined to enjoy playing this on a PC with a mouse and keyboard. I can't say for sure, but on a controller, I sometimes feel like I'm not... I mean, I'm not with the the ideal control scheme to best manage all that's going on uh and i feel like your character while you can attack the golems while all your minions all your guardians are doing their their business it, it doesn't seem like you do a lot of damage and you're just going to be putting yourself in danger so that fine that seems not that viable but there are certain skills you can increase if you want to go that route i guess that would make it more viable i guess that's why you would choose those skills i think there's something that gives you like a 400 percent attack boost and whatnot but yeah I, I need to play more of it um because you know i don't i don't exactly know how i feel about it i think the difficulty is something that i think could be a barrier for some people and it's a bit frustrating and annoying to me because I feel like there's a lot of cool things going on and I just wish it would be more of a, you know, evenly paced or something. You know, I, I just wish it was more not like, a okay, you start here and then you just jump up to a high rise or whatever. Like, just pace it a bit uh, more evenly. Um, and also the fact that I, I'm pretty sure I will only be fighting golems the the fighting and all that and the the enemies from just a visual standpoint are going to get tired to see it's just going to be very very repetitive and I, I wish there were other types of enemies to face um but yeah it's it's something worth checking out especially if you like challenging games if the if the difficulty thing doesn't turn you off and you you like the idea of playing this hack and slash game that is more so about managing minions your 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 little bit of uh, summoned hooligans <laughs> um definitely worth checking out i uh, i don't i'm not sure how much it is but it's on playstation 4 pc and steam 
On Steam, it's $19.99, so I'm assuming it's that much on all platforms, which isn't a bad price. Um, and you could replay levels if you haven't found everything, like all the, the runes and the level and whatnot. Um, and it's nice to... One thing I really appreciate, because not a lot of games do that. I don't want to say not a lot of games do this, but I feel like maybe indie games or smaller games don't think about this. Or No, I don't even know if a lot of games think about this, because I, I get frustrated when this happens. When you're in the middle of a level and you want to quit out, every time it saves, it's not just saving a checkpoint. It's just saving, it's just a hard save. So if you quit out and load back up, you're not having to restart an entire level. It still loads you back in the level where you last hit a checkpoint. The checkpoints are well-placed in that they are placed pretty much before every single battle. So anytime you are, you know, like if you're dealing with puzzles before a battle and you quit out before reaching a battle, you'll lose that progress. But there's no reason to keep playing until you hit a battle. It's not like it's there's a lot of time between those spaces. Uh, so I like that too. I really appreciate the checkpointing system and the save system um, because it makes it a lot easier to just hop in, play a bit, and then leave. I don't feel like, oh crap, I start if I start a level, now I have to finish it. I don't feel obligated in that sense, um, which is really nice. And yeah, other than that, I, I forgot to talk about this in the last episode, but I had my dad play some more PlayStation VR games, and the one I want to talk about, he, he really likes Wipeout. He loved that game, too. That's one of his favorite as well, which is great, because I love that game. It's probably probably my favorite, because it just looks so great, and I love Wipeout, and it, it works so well in VR. It's, it's just it's so much fun. Um, but I put him in the, the demo of Resident Evil 7, the beginning, I believe, is what the demo is called on PS4. Because I don't think it launched with VR support, but they added it in at some later date. And he played maybe an hour, I don't know, 45 minutes or something. Uh, and it was a blast watching him just freak out and get so nervous. And watching him jump every time I would just get up right behind him and go, Whoa! And I, he, he hated me for doing that, but it was never not fun. At one point, he was freaked out by a couch. He turned to look at just it, it was so much fun watching him play this game and be scared by it because I've put him into other games where they're supposed to be scary and freak you out, and nothing happens. He do, He's not... When he's playing a horror game regularly, just on a TV or whatever, he's not immersed enough, I guess, You know, unlike a lot of people, uh, so that whatever's happening on screen, there's just that disconnect. He doesn't feel like he's in there, so like, why is there to be scared? I've made him play the Slender Man game, and he's just walking around. He's like, what am I doing? I think he might have found a page. Eventually, the Slender Man found him, you know, did the in the face in the screen, and he just, he did not jump or anything. The game just ended. He's like, is that it? You know, I put him into some other ones, too, and nothing, no reaction whatsoever. So that was always really depressing because I wanted to see him get scared and just have that kind of reaction because that's funny to see. So I was excited when I found out the the demo had VR support and I put him in there because I wanted to see if he would react the same or if he would actually get scared this time. And he got scared and it was so fun. And I was also impressed by how he managed to just play the game, you know, move around the environment. I feel like, of course, we're not going to get a lot of triple a games in this mode i feel like given that you're 
you feel somewhat like you're in this space. He's better apt at moving around it and looking at things and figuring things out as opposed to being in, you know, just a, a regular, you know, looking at the TV or whatever and sometimes gets lost in games that are slightly more open. Of course, the Resident Evil 7 and the, the demo is not really open, but I was I was pleased by that. And then, other than that, I played some Doom VFR, virtual fucking reality, and probably played an hour or so of it, maybe a little less. And I don't, I don't really like it. I don't, I'm not a fan of the way it controls because I, and I, I guess this is something that may forever be a control scheme and a way of playing VR games. And I'm not sure if it's just because it makes for most people, whatever, uh, it, it takes away the, the chances or reduces the chances significantly of becoming motion sick. Um, but like, I just, I just want to freely move around the environment. Let me just move around the environment and move my head and all that. Like, just give me free movement. I don't want to teleport and like slap the right analog stick to jerk myself 30, 45 degrees in either direction or, or dash forward or backwards. Um, so yeah, there's, there's no free movement in the game and you just teleport around and then you just turn quickly um and i don't really like the way that feels the shooting feels fine um the the uh, using the teleport to teleport into a an enemy when they're flashing when they're like staggered uh in the same way that you did melee in the main game that feels fine i don't mind using teleport for that until when you're doing the whole teleport thing i think time slows down for a period um that feels fine. I like that. That feels good. But I wish when I'm not teleporting that I could just freely move around the environment. So that that's a bit frustrating. It also doesn't look that great. It's not super sharp, especially the text. The text in Doom VFR is the worst text I've seen in any VR game to date. It is so incredibly fuzzy, even when you're looking dead at it. Because, like, you know, there's that cone of vision that and it gets blurry out that all all that jazz but no matter where i move the headset and look at the text it's still incredibly fuzzy um not unreadable but nowhere near as crisp as i would like it to be so that's uh, a bit uh disappointing but yeah shooting feels fine i just really don't like the movement of the game and i wish it was different um so yeah I don't know how much time I'll put into that. And it might just be that with these VR games and that kind of movement, it's something you have to get used to. You have to get used to and get accustomed to because that's just the way a lot of them are going to handle. And I guess that's something that's going to happen. But I, I hope there, there are more games with a lot of free movement in that sense um, because it was just really frustrating playing Doom VFR uh, using that control scheme. Um, also played Eve Valkyrie, which is fine. You know, flying around, that was control fine i there's something a bit weird about it but um it was easy to get used to that um so yeah uh other than that that's pretty much it got my dentist appointment in like 15 minutes so i have to i have to end this now and i'm not looking forward to that getting another crown prepped so i'm gonna get 
another two weeks of not being able to chew gum on one side of my mouth. And I feel like this might be the 10th crown because my teeth are just terrible and I'm screwed in that sense. I don't know what it is. Um, I'm just very incredibly unlucky and it's annoying and frustrating and I hate everything about it. But that's going to happen. So once again, I'm your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, Monomalist, Steam, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. I also changed my Twitch username to PX Sausage. So just go to twitch.tv, I believe it is, slash PX Sausage. And you can watch me stream occasionally on there. No webcam. I tried messing with one last night. And I was like, nope, nope. I just, I hate, I hate my face so much. I, I do this. Because this this angle and everything and and seeing it, I'm okay with. But I just when I'm looking at the TV, it's the other angle, and I feel awful about it, and it makes me disgusted, and it, I, I I can't do it. I can't. Nope, it's not. It's just not gonna work. So if you, if you're okay watching a streamer without a webcam, you can check that out. Uh, PSN, I'm the Kush Three. The site is of course PixelatedSausage.com, where you can find this podcast. And the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, which are also available on streaming, not streaming, well, some are streaming, but podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Play Store. And you can also find the art I do on the site, or by going over to pxsart.com. And if you'd like to support the site in general and everything we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us there with a buck or two a month, you know? Show us you care. Show us you like what we do. And also, youtube.com slash sausage, which is where you're watching this if you're watching the video of this podcast. But also other stuff. I did record a pixelated playtime for Masters of Anima, so you can check that out there if you'd like as well. It's the, the first 25 or so minutes of the game, so yeah, check it out. <sighs> that will do it. 